0: Okay, today's portion of Tanya is the second-to-last essay of the Tanya of Kuntres Ahron, Essay 7. And we're discussing here, we're beginning with a quote, a verse that says, that justice should become manifest like water that gushes into revelation from the hidden depths of the earth. And similarly, charity should likewise reveal and maintain its intensity like the surging current of a mighty river. So that's a very powerful sentence. What does it mean spiritually? So that explains that charity, we're going to begin to talk about charity. Seemingly, we're going to leave charity for the bulk of this essay and come back to it at the end because it's really the point. Charity is like this mighty river coming from a tonne tan is a term for the seminal wisdom, for Chachma. Now, tan has three meanings, and all three meanings are relevant. Etan means vigor, Etan means toughness, and etan means antiquity. And all three of these meanings relate to the soul's elements of Chachma, of the seminal wisdom. And they're actually reflected, the seminal wisdom is expressed in the Hebrew alphabet, in the letter Yud, and a Yud, the smallest of the letters, actually has three parts to it, if you would think of it as it's written in a Torah scroll. The basic point of the letter, the upper tip, and the lower tip, and those three elements of the Yud are reflective of these three differing aspects of a tan: the vigor, the toughness, and the antiquity. So this aspect now flowing into the river is this a ton? This level of the seminal wisdom that flows down from the seminal wisdom, being the source of the river, the expansiveness of the next stage of vina of development of understanding. And in this state, we have this kabbalistic concept of it being the point in the ta- chamber. Does. Seminal point of wisdom drawn into the chamber of vena, of development, of understanding. Or this could mean the self modification of the soul coming from this seminal wisdom that's drawn into the chamber of the inner part of the heart. And that concept is what we're going to develop in this essay. And all of the continued existence of creation Depends on this union taking place in Atzilus, in the world of being, of seminal wisdom, Chachma, and of the development of that, the understanding of that Bina. Now, the word Etan, that term for seminal wisdom, in the Hebrew begins with a letter that symbolizes the future tenth. So, beyond what we said of vigor and toughness and antiquity. This word etan also hints to the revelations that will be in the time to come. There will be a revelation of this spiritual degree called etan, because Eitan means, from this perspective, I am destined to reveal myself. Meaning now there's something in a state of concealment, and in the time to come, in the times of the Messiah, it will be revealed. So with the arrival of the Mashiach, of the Messiah, it won't be revealed infinite light of God and this divine unity will be revealed within the innermost point of your heart. By calling forth that mighty river, the radiance of the supernal wisdom that's going to illuminate the inwardness of your heart. You have inside of you that seminal wisdom. Remember we spoke of it as the point in the chamber. And we said it's to come into the chamber of your heart. That point of complete nullification to God should irradiate your heart with such love for God, such nullification to God, as will be completely manifest in the times of the Messiah, of the Messiah. Why then will my heart resonate with this seminal wisdom and have nullification to it, have nullification from the depths of my heart to this divine unity? Because right now, in my heart, there's, there's foreskins. Like by a circumcision, one has to remove the foreskins. So there's foreskins of lust, of physical drives that are blocking the real feeling of my heart. It says in the Times of Messiah that God will circumcise your heart, meaning nothing's going to hide that inner core of our heart. So then that heart can experience this, the heart, follow what the Rebbe saying is going to experience the self-analytation of the soul to God because the revelation of the seminal wisdom in my soul is going to completely penetrate, completely illuminate the intense inner point of my heart because there's no blockages anymore, because nothing is stopping it. So we have here all three elements of Eitan, the vigor of the soul's essence, its unswerving toughness, and the antiquity of this gift, this is truly a gift that Jewish people have in the merit of our forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's why we have such a soul with the seminal wisdom that can irradiate, can illuminate the inner depths of my very heart. So this is beautiful, and it will be beautiful in the times of the Messiah. But what does one do now? Well, one prays and hopes that the Messiah should come now. And also, the Rebbe is saying, there is something you can do now. Not to have the complete messianic experience, but to have a glimmer of the illumination of the light of God from the state of etan into the inner point of your heart. How? By arousing tremendous mercy for the godliness in my soul. Because as long as I'm not meriting the revelation of the light of God, from this etan state into the inner dimension of my heart, that I should I should be as a human being, should be completely nullified in the divine unity. Until that point, it's really a, a pitiful state for that spark of God within my soul. Because here we have the spark of God, drawn from God's wisdom, and it can't illuminate. Because it's supposed to be illuminating the inner core of my heart. And my heart is very blocked now to God because of all of the other passions I've allowed to take over my heart. So it's so sad. It's an exile. In other words, that spark of God and the seminal wisdom of my soul is supposed to be in my heart. It's supposed to be illuminating my heart. It's supposed to be bringing me to a state of complete nullification to God. But it can't. It can't penetrate my heart because of all the foreskins, because of all of the lusts and passions for other things besides God. So... It's a real exile because we're shackling our own gifts. That's a real exile. But through intense supernal mercy that can be drawn down on the soul, the soul can go out of this exile, can go out of this imprisonment, and the soul can illuminate the inner core of the heart with this great love for God of a How? Well, the verse says, for Jacob who redeemed Abraham. So the Midrash says that this verse means that Abraham was saved in the future merit of Jacob. Jacob, his grandson, who will then have a future merit, that already saved Abraham. And what this means spiritually is that Abraham's characteristic is kindness, is love. And that is sometimes latent in us as we have it, but it's, it's not felt. But what reveals and redeems that love? Jacob's attribute, compassion. In other words, we can access compassion faster than sometimes we can access love. And by accessing compassion, it will free the love. Because God's compassion on us will free the heart from these constraints to a certain degree. And then the seminal wisdom of my soul will be able to penetrate my heart. It will be out of its exile And my heart will feel that complete qualification of self to God. So all I need to do is bring down God's bountiful mercies on me. But How do I do that? Well, to have that from God to us, we need to send up something similar to God. Meaning when we have enormous mercy and compassion on those that need compassion, then God in turn brings down enormous compassion on us. And that's what happens through our charity. When we're having such compassion for someone else, and that's why we're gifting them with hard-earned money. We feel so much their pain. We feel such compassion for their state. God experiences the way we freely are giving from compassion, and he does the same. So that's why, if you remember, we opened up this letter by saying that charity is like this mighty river because the charity, we now understand, is your arousal from below to bring out this loving self suffocation of this vigorous essence, the etan of the soul to become revealed through that river of being, of development, of understanding within the inner core of your very heart. And from that perspective, we should give charity unstintingly. Don't think of any limit. Why? Because if God forbid a person was in jeopardy, he'd spend without limits to save his life. So too, you should view your godly soul's jeopardy. And so too, should you give charity boundlessly to save your godly soul.